Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Kate Faulkner. Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on this leap day, Thursday, February 29th. Our top story today, an independent reports found the Kent man who killed Sarah Everard should never have been a police officer. It also says three separate forces could and should have stopped Wayne Cousins. The document examines the 51-year-old's career and highlights how major red flags about him were repeatedly ignored. Lady Elish Angiolini says police repeatedly failed to spot warning signs. In 2015... A member of the public telephoned Kent Police, having just seen a man driving a car while indecently exposing himself. This same witness gave the police the make, model, colour and registration number of the car, information that was confirmed by automatic number plate recognition cameras operating in the area. In almost no time, checks by the police identified Cousins as the registered keeper of the car. However, Despite having his home address and knowing that he was the only male insured to drive the car, Kent Police closed the case and took no further action. They did so without making any attempt to speak to a further witness or to Cousins himself. This was a grave error and a very obvious red flag. By failing to properly investigate the allegation, Kent Police missed a valuable opportunity to disrupt or even prevent Cousins' future offending and to bring into question his position as an authorised firearms officer with the CNC. Victims reported allegations of indecent exposure to the police on four occasions before Cousins' arrest. The two allegations reported to Kent were inadequately investigated. In addition to the 2015 allegation, Kent Police also responded to an allegation of masturbatory indecent exposure directed at a lone cyclist in a narrow country lane in 2020. With limited investigation, the case was closed. Had the investigation been more thorough, it is possible that Cousins might have been identified as an alleged sex offender and his offending and policing career disrupted. Just days before he abducted Sarah Everard, Cousins was reported for exposing himself at a drive-through. The investigation into these allegations by the Metropolitan Police Service also fell below the standards any victim of crime should expect. Cousins is serving a whole life term. A statement from Kent Police says everyone at Kent Police is shocked, appalled and disgusted by the crimes Wayne Cousins committed against Sarah Everard and we share in the collective grief for her loss. Part one of the Angiolini Inquiry report has been made available to us today and whilst we continue to carefully consider its contents, we fully accept the recommendations made of Kent Police. We also accept our investigation into a 2015 incident of indecent exposure was flawed due to it being allocated to an officer who was not a trained investigator and apologised for this failing. Following the release of the report, Home Secretary James Cleverly made this statement in the comments. We are taking action to address public confidence in the police and there, have already been, there has already been progress in a number of areas that have been highlighted by the inquiry. Anyone who is not fit to wear the uniform for whatever reason must be removed from policing and every effort must be made to ensure that similar people never join. That is why we are providing funding to the National Police Chiefs Council to develop an automated system for flagging intelligence about officers in a much quicker time than is currently the case. 
We're changing the rules to make it easier for forces to remove those who cannot hold the minimum level of clearance. And police chiefs are getting back the responsibility for chairing misconduct hearings so that they can better uphold the standards in the forces that they lead. And there will be a presumption for dismissal for any officer found to have committed gross misconduct. And I can announce today that there will also be an automatic suspension of police officers charged with certain criminal offences. But the work must continue. Kent Online News. A four-year-old boy who died after his head became stuck in a medical bed is being remembered as an inquisitive little lad. Ethan Wade was discovered by his father the morning after he'd spent his first night in the new bed at their home in Chatham. Lucy has the details for the Kent Online podcast. The specialist bed was installed at Ethan Wade's home in 2021. Ethan had cerebral palsy. He was also non-verbal, had global development delay as well as mobility issues. The Olaf bed is a modified cot for children who are ill or with a disability who still have the skills to get in and out of bed independently. On the morning of July 1st, Ethan's dad found him face down and unresponsive in what's believed to be respiratory arrest. He called paramedics who detected a heartbeat and took him to Medway Maritime Hospital before he was transferred to King's College Hospital in London. His condition deteriorated and he died for days later. Now, an inquest has been held into the circumstances surrounding his death. What did it find? Well, the inquest heard there were several possible causes of Ethan's death, including how his younger sibling may have played with the buttons on the bed's remote. Ethan's family say despite being promised a new bed, the one that arrived was 10 years old and had poor patrol stickers on it. They also say they weren't left with a user manual. Ultimately, the inquest jury ruled out mechanical error and natural causes and found user action was to blame. And his family now paying tribute. Yes, he's being remembered as a strong little warrior who was taken far too soon. His family say he was born against all odds at 27 weeks and spent three and a half months in hospital. His twin died just days after they were born. Friends Daisy and Lily say they'll treasure the memories he left. For a boy so small, he achieved so much. Another of our top stories today, at least one person has died after a small boat got into difficulty in the Channel. A search operation was launched by the French Coast Guard yesterday to help around 180 asylum seekers. One person was unable to be resuscitated and two others are still missing. Sky's Daniel Henry is in Dover. A small boat had left from Calais, making its way over to the Channel and around midday today, that boat got into trouble and there were patrol boats that um, have been uh, sent out that have managed to help some of these people to, to safety. 56 people managed to go on that patrol boat. But when they got on there, they told the rescuers that three people had been in the sea. And at that point, two Navy ships and a helicopter were scrambled from the French authorities to try and find these people. And sadly, they located the body of a woman uh, who was pronounced dead two more people as i say uh, out there but in these conditions it, you know getting around the channel is treacherous at the rest of times so in these conditions it will be almost almost impossible you might think to find these people alive kent online news
A man has been charged over a number of thefts from cars in Maidstone. Residents in Weavering, Downswood and Bearstead reported their vehicles had been targeted. A 30-year-old man is due in court accused of nine offences. Head to Kent Online to see pictures of a man police are hunting over shoplifting offences in Swanley. The man was seen visiting the Asda in London Road more than 10 times over six months. It's believed he stole alcohol and confectionery worth more than £2,000. A Gillingham fan who made a racist gesture to a player has been ordered to pay £200. Ben Birchall, who has autism and dyspraxia, was arrested at Priestfield in October after Omar Bogle scored for Newport County during a League Two match. The 28-year-old, who lives in College Avenue, has also been placed on a 12-month community order and must carry out 40 hours of unpaid work. Staff and students at a school in Swanscombe are demanding changes to a school drop-off area, saying it's unsafe. There are fears it's only a matter of time before someone gets hurt at Ebbs Fleet Academy because of problem parking and speeding drivers. The secondary school has shared access with the health centre, library and pharmacy. Gurgit Korshurgel is the head teacher. The issue is safety. It's the safety of our students and making sure that when they're leaving the academy, they feel safe. Um, and currently they do not because there's so much congestion for our students as they, as they are leaving. There's no footpath that they can use as they leave um, because it's a gate. So we have three exit points now. Um, from the way that the students depart the building to try to minimise the flow of students leaving from one side. But that has a knock-on effect on staff and where they can be positioned at the end of the school day to support. Um, It's having an impact on our buses and our bus service because it creates congestion because people are parking in the bus bays so that the buses cannot come and collect the students. Um, and what do you what would you like to see done to improve it? Something needs to be done. The local authority needs to take immediate action because it is an accident waiting to happen. Um, they need to look at what things they could introduce, given that this is a public car park because it, it feeds for the surgery, it feeds for the public library, the pharmacy, as well as the academy. So the council need to really have a look at what they can put in place whether it be restrictions on the car park, security, they need to have some um, enforcement for people that are illegally parking in the double, uh, on the double lines, people are parking on the roundabouts. This is all illegal, so something needs to be done about it. And what have your girls been doing? Our girls have been conducting a campaign, they've written to the local MPs, Uh, They've been out in their high visits doing uh, surveys. They've asked students for their opinions on what's happening. And the conclusions are all the same, that something needs to happen and it needs to happen quickly, especially given the influx of the communities that are growing in the Castle Hill area with the Absolute Development Corporation. So with all the new housing that's going on, they really need to think about the infrastructure and making sure there's, (laughs) there's, there's enough in place to keep everybody safe. The local authority says they're working on safety measures with the school. Kent Online News. A search is underway for a 23-year-old man who's gone missing from Tunbridge Wells. Tom Brockman left the Royal Victoria Place shopping centre and was last seen in Camden Road yesterday afternoon. We've shared his picture at Kent Online. A flood warning has been issued near Canterbury as river levels continue to rise. The Environment Agency are concerned about low-lying land and properties in Grove Ferry and Plucks Gutter. They're monitoring the high tide ahead of more rain 
over the next couple of days. The RSPCA are investigating after an eight-week-old puppy was dumped in a cardboard box near Maidstone. The French bulldog was found on Lower Road in East Farley on Saturday night. She was underweight, riddled with worms and had an injury to one of her ears. The charities providing vet treatment staff have named her Bubba Ganoush. A Medway MP has described proposals to scrap free swimming in the towns as short-sighted. The council are considering cutting the free service for under-16s and over-60s as they look to manage their budget. Tracy Crouch is the Conservative MP for Chatham and Aylesford. I think as three MPs, we are very conscious that local authorities across the country are facing significant financial challenges. And uh, we have looked you know, very briefly through the budget. It is a matter, obviously, for our local authority colleagues. However, we were concerned about the proposal to axe free swimming. It is something that the previous Conservative administration had managed to keep going, despite their own significant financial challenges. And it is very much a case of a local decision that is going to impact local people. So we have politely, I think, requested that they reconsider that proposal. Uh, And I hope and I urge the, the leadership at the local council to do that. Swimming is something that benefits people significantly, their health, their physical and their mental health, but also it combats isolation and loneliness. Uh, And I just really hope that they reconsider that position. And for younger people as well, Tracy, perhaps just learning to swim. I mean, it is a a life-saving skill, isn't it? So to to not get in the water regularly, I know from personal experience, you kind of get out of that routine, don't you? Well, swimming is rather unique in that it is something that is on the curriculum. It is the only sport that is on the curriculum. And and, uh, as a specific um, uh, ask for schools to be able to deliver, that is separate to the free swimming aspect that is um, proposed. But uh, it is really important to teach children to swim. And here in Medway, we are surrounded by water. uh, And it is really important from a life-saving perspective. We're about to have, yet again, the Kent Fire and Rescue Service uh, annual relaunch of their swimming um, uh, messages. And, you know, if we don't actually give people the opportunity to learn to swim, then it could be really quite tragic. So we want people to be able to learn to swim, but we also want them to continue to have access to the swimming pool. And what we certainly don't want to see is people having no access because of affordability, And that was a decision that the Conservative administration took very seriously uh, and made a very specific decision to keep it. Full council will vote on their budget at a meeting today. Kent Online News. Six months after ULES was expanded to the Kent border, businesses have been telling us how it's affected them. Since the end of last August, drivers of older, more polluting vehicles have had to pay £12.50 to travel into Greater London. Sophia's been speaking to Gareth Smith, who runs Eden Bakes in Edenbridge. In terms of delivery areas, we've had to squash one route altogether up to Biggin Hill. It's it's an extra twelve fifty on delivery. People aren't prepared to pay the money. To be honest, it's it's almost like London is saying, "Stay out, stay out." You can't you can't have any trade from us. You have to look elsewhere. So that route's cancelled completely. How did you feel when you heard that they were going to be expanding it into kind of all of London's boroughs? We didn't think we'd be affected that much until you pass those routes and you end up with a ticket. You know, or you see a cut down camera. And then the next time you turn up there, there's two cameras. and So really, it's unfair to the businesses of Kent who are trying to operate in the area. A few years back, they were telling us, drive a diesel, scrap your old car, get the diesel. And, and now it's, diesels are no good. 
So which one is it? You know, in a couple of years' time, they'll make something else. And we'll have to get rid of those cars. London Mayor Sadiq Khan says expanding ULES will help tackle air pollution and potentially save lives. Gemma Hartshorn is from campaign group Mums for Lungs. You can hear more on this story on Kent Tonight on KMTV from 5.30. It's been really good that ULES came in and has been expanded to all of London. Um, we know from inner and central London that it has made a massive, massive difference to the air quality, that there is significantly less air pollution and um, that, you know, children can breathe healthier. We do have to be honest, though, unfortunately, and say... We will need more action to clean up London's air and that will need to be on different sources, including transport. The problem is on this issue that there is no way really to address air pollution that does not come at huge cost. If we don't do something about air pollution, we have huge numbers, thousands of children going into hospitals, being admitted with respiratory distress. Their parents are not going to work. We have thousands of Londoners who will have heart issues that are worse on high pollution days who are calling in sick and not going to work. And at the same time, we've got here a scheme that hits people who might be relying on their cars financially as well. That's in a way almost considering that this is one of the richest countries in the world. A bizarre situation. We have businesses on the one hand saying we can't afford it or individuals and we have families saying look my kid is sick my kid is in hospital which comes at huge health costs which comes at emotional costs which means children are not going to school and parents are not working it's absolutely unfair on anyone and I can really only reiterate my call to national government to sort this mess out we should not be in a situation where public transport is underfunded and therefore people are dependent on their cars. We shouldn't be in a situation where people have to consider how and if they can travel because they can't afford to travel, while at the same time, if they're traveled, their travel is so polluting that it is making children sick. Nobody wants any of this. A battery safety plan for a huge new solar farm near Faversham has been rejected following concerns about fires and explosions. 880,000 panels are due to be installed as part of the Cleve Hill project in Graveney, which requires a 25-acre battery storage facility. A protest was held outside a meeting where councillors decided it would be too dangerous. Carol Gotham was one of the protesters. The battery um, safety plan, as it stands, does not have any warning um, system in place. It doesn't have any evacuation plans for approximately 30,000 people who could be impacted if the solar um, panels catch on fire or if the batteries themselves, which are lithium-ion batteries, if they either catch on fire or explode. Julian Speed is from Swale Council. I think it was the right decision tonight. Um, this is the biggest solar farm in the UK. There have been 65 fires and explosions around the world in, in similar um, situations. Um, the fire uh, recommendation was not robust in my view. It wasn't in accordance with guidelines. For example, there's only one access into the site um, for the fire service when the recommendation is that, that there are two. Um, the modelling for toxic fumes was inadequate. It didn't look at explosions. It just looked at fires and I think it was the right decision this evening to 
reject the officer's recommendation and not proceed. Developers are likely to appeal the decision. Kent Online News. A fragment from the wreckage of the last plane to be flown by Amy Johnson is set to go on display in a Kent museum. She was the first woman to fly solo from London to Australia but died off the coast of Herne Bay in 1941. The Kent Battle of Britain Museum bid at auction for the piece, which is thought to come from the parachute exit door. Two former banks in Faversham could be turned into restaurants. The Nat West in Marketplace and Lloyd's in Court Street have closed in recent years as more customers move to online banking. It's understood one could be taken over by loungers while the other could be converted by the bosses of an Italian deli. A social media sensation from Margate who left school at just 16 is set to star in a new TV series. Lucia Kessen, also known as Chi with a C, has won praise for her fresh approach to comedy and her new show Things You Should Have Done could be her breakthrough role. It's mostly set in Thanet and will be the first production she's both written and starred in. And Chatham Town Football Club is the latest organisation pledging to help young people tackle violence across the county. They've joined forces with Kent Police to educate children and teenagers on the dangers of carrying knives. The program has already been rolled out in more than 70 schools across the county. Kent Online Sports. Briefly in football, Alessia Russo is due to be awarded the Freedom of Maidstone later. The Arsenal player is being given the highest civic award after winning the Euros with England and making it to the final of the World Cup. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. You can also get the details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.